we just started. And I think that's an important thing to to think about is that you don't need to have it all figured out when you start. Sometimes you just got to jump in there and start something. Yeah. So we started and we started investing in some different funds and we probably didn't get it right at the beginning, but we were investing. And like, that was the the most important thing. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. What's up, guys? Welcome to Black and Brown Make Green. I'm Natasha. And I'm Damien. And we are back with part two of We Hired a Financial Planner, Should You? And in this episode, we really want to talk about the work that we did in the between time before we hired the financial planner. So just to let you guys know, it was 2017 when we really started our growth journey in relation to growing our money. And it was 2019 when we decided, oh, there's some complexities going on with our finances. We should probably hire somebody. Mm -hmm. And we unsuccessfully did not do that. Uh, so then in 2022 is when we finally was able to hire a financial planner. Right. So in that between time, 2017 to 2022, there were five years from when we started our growth journey to when we hired a financial planner. So we really want to talk about what did we do during that time period when we weren't working with the financial planner? What are some of the things we put in place in order to grow our finances? Right. And like Natasha said, 2017 was a keystone year for us. So let's just rewind it back just a little bit before that because the context is kind of important. In 2015, I got a new job. And my new job was great. You know, the salary was was much better than a previous job, any previous job that I had before. Um, the company was just on the verge of going public, which was a very interesting thing to me. And 2016, it actually did go public. And in 2017, stocks started vesting. And that's, you know, like kind of one of the starts of this. My job just so happened to have uh, an hour commute, which left me with a lot of idle time on the bus. And I used that time to read. Uh, I read fiction. I read basically whatever I could get my hands on. One of the books that happened to cross my path was The Boglehead's Guide to Investing. And I think it was recommended by someone on Reddit. I thought the name was a little bit weird. I thought, you know, I couldn't get it out of my head, you know, Boglehead, Bobblehead. But really, the, the it's a reference to John Bogle, who was the founder of Vanguard. And the book is great. It's, it's like a recipe for investing. I read the book. I brought the, uh, the ideas in it to Natasha for discussion. And that was kind of the starting point for a lot of the things that we, we started talking about with, with uh, our finances. Yeah, and I will say that I was hesitant (laughs) when he brought that discussion to me because it was taking that step into investing. So not just investing in a retirement account, but opening a brokerage account for all of that extra money that we had that we couldn't put into a retirement account and starting to invest that. And you guys know my history if you listen to some of the other episodes of just having a fear around investing because I didn't have the knowledge of the stock market at that time. And so it took 
some convincing for me. But once I read the book and I started to understand like the importance of investing, then I was all in. Yeah. Like in, once that happened, we really started rolling on putting in a, into place a lot of different things to just keep improving and keep improving over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that five years is, is pretty crucial. Um, and like Natasha said, we were growing. We were learning. Yeah. Our, our net worth has more than doubled since when we started that. Yeah. Like, and, and part of that is because we read the book, because we started the investing, because if that money was still sitting in the savings account that it was now, we would not have what we have now. Right. So. There's a quote that I like by Oliver Wendell Holmes that goes something like, once your mind is expanded by a new idea, it'll never return to its original dimensions. And that's where we are at this point of time. Uh, we're expanding our minds. We're shaping into this new form. And the first step in our, our journey was to open a brokerage account. We, we did it with Vanguard. And, uh, and I think probably because, you know, that's the, the recommendation from the, from the book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we opened, the, we opened the investment account. We put some amount of money in. I don't remember how much it was. Yeah, I don't remember the amount either. But I do know that we, we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, it was confusing. We kind of fumbled our way through it and we got it done. Yeah, we just started. And I think that's an important thing to to think about is that you don't need to have it all figured out when you start. Sometimes you just got to jump in there and start something. Yeah. So we started and we started investing in some different funds and we probably didn't get it right at the beginning. Yeah. But we were investing and like that was the the most important thing. Yeah. And then on my side, y'all know I'm a I'm a goal setter. So I had written down goals for the family of like okay, what can we do specifically? And so I want to share those specific goals from each of the years from 2017 up until like 2019, 2020, just so you can know exactly what were we doing? Like, what did it look like for us? So starting in 2017, I wrote a plan for our money. And this is based on the discussions that Damien and I had. And one of the goals was to save $1,000 each paycheck. Mm-hmm. And that was just saving money to save. Um, I think it's always a good idea to not spend all your money, to save some of your money. And so that was the amount that we want to try to save each paycheck. And then another thing we have is to consolidate retirement accounts. Yeah. Damien had been at multiple different jobs. So there were a lot of old IRAs that he had um, from previous jobs. And so we wanted to consolidate those. And then I also had a 403B and I had a couple of different accounts from whenever I was working as a teacher. And so I also wanted to work on consolidating those. And then I have consider maxing Roth IRAs. And this is back in 2017. Mm -hmm. And then get an estimate for Isaiah's bathroom remodel. That's important. Like that's not uh, saving money or investing money, but it is uh, spending the money that we're earning. Yeah, make our life better. Yeah, that was an important thing for us. And then a couple of other small goals is to close a credit card that I had that I wasn't using and then start an investment account for Isaiah, which did not happen <laughs> until a couple of years later. But the most important thing was that we started to write goals of what are we going to do with our money? Yeah. How do we want this money to work for us? Yeah. We and were it, creating a game plan. And as you can see, it wasn't just about saving and investing the money, but it was also how we're going to spend the money. Yeah. Like big spins. So like remodeling the bathroom, that's a big amount. Mm-hmm. So we needed to know like how much does it cost? How much do we need to put aside to be able to do that? Yeah, I think you know setting goals. We have a we have a an ep- a previous episode on setting goals, and 
I really appreciate you, Natasha, for doing this because I feel like I'm a little weak on that. But, you know, in our relationship, we have the best of both of our strengths. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you know, because we open up the discussion and have that free form discussion, I feel like we, we get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. So that was 2017. And we don't always achieve the goals that we write down. And sometimes the goals shift, which yeah. you're going to hear that over time as well, because we're going to get into that. So that was 2017, the things that we started to try to do in order to improve our, our finances. And then moving out to 2018, you can see that it gets a little bit more specific. So I'll let Damien share those goals for 2018 we had. Okay. Yeah. For 2018, the things that we wrote down were to max out our Roth IRAs. That was a, that was an important piece to us because, you know, it's, it's a good, good thing to do. Uh, another thing was to max out my 401k at work. I don't, th- I don't think we were doing that before, but we realized pretty quickly, you know, once we started writing these goals, that that was a big gap that we were leaving open. Yeah. It was like, we're making enough money to contribute the max. So yeah. we need to take advantage of that and do it. Yeah. And then another thing that we had written down was to add another thousand on top of what we paid for our mortgage every month. To pay the house off fast. Pay the house off quickly. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one was to contribute 10,000 more to our investment account, which, you know, the, the one that we had previously opened. Yeah. So one of the things on here was to add a thousand extra on the mortgage each month. And back then my thinking was, to pay off the house as quickly as possible. But we've definitely shifted over time. We did not add an extra thousand on the mortgage. <laughs> Eventually we did add some extra, but we've we've added extra at some times and we've pulled back and not added extra at some times. Yeah. So it just really depends on what makes the most sense for us at that time. Yeah. So if you are writing goals and you're like, oh, well, I didn't achieve that, you shouldn't get down on yourself because goals shift Things shift in your life, priorities shift in your life, and and you remake the goals. Right. Yeah, and this is still when we're getting acclimated to to big boy investing. We had, you know, dipped our toe in the water before, but like, you know, at this point, we're really we're really acclimating to, you know, how to do things right. Yeah, definitely. So moving on to 2019, we started the year needing to replenish our emergency fund because we had unexpectedly purchased a new-to-us car at the end of 2018. Yeah, one of my coworkers had moved to Australia, and right before that, she decided that she was going to sell her car. And on a whim, I sent it over to Natasha, kind of kind of joking, and, uh, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, tell her we want it, tell her we want it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we ended up purchasing a, a new-to-us car. Yeah. I remember you came home and you were like, oh, such and such is moving and she's got a slow cooker she's getting rid of and she's selling her car. And I was like, oh, what kind of car is it? And he was like, oh, it's a Honda CRV. And I was like, oh, well, well, what color is it? What year is it? <laughs> and I was like, tell her, tell her, tell her we want to, we want to look at it. And so we ended up buying it because we were planning on purchasing a car within the next couple of years. Uh, but that opportunity came and it was like, yes, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So we needed to replenish our emergency fund. That was one of our goals for 2019 to get it back up to where it would need it to be. And then we wanted to save 10000 for the bathroom renovations because we had priced some estimates for the bathroom and it was around that 10000 mark. Right. 
And then we wanted to contribute more to the investment account. We had been contributing over the last couple of years, but we wanted to keep contributing. And then we had this idea to go on a big vacation in 2020. But y'all know COVID happened in 2020. So yeah. That went by the wayside. But anyhow, we also wanted to open a 529 account and super fund it. That's a college savings account. Yeah, that's a college savings account. And super funding is a, a specific way to fund that college savings account. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, Damien? Uh, yeah, it's basically you take, uh, so you can contribute a certain amount per year. What is it, like 15000 or something? Mm-hmm. And, Close to that. Yeah. and I can't remember the exact details, but you, you can contribute a certain amount each year. And super funding it is basically contributing an amount that you would have spread it over five years and doing it all at once. And then you report it you know, to the IRS as if you're doing it over five years. Yeah, it's a way to invest a lot of money up front into your kid's college account without being taxed on it. Yeah. So, and this is us, you know, doubling back on our 2017 goal of starting that college yeah. account. <laughs> yes. Because in 2017, we wrote that we would open an investment account for Isaiah. But as you can see, it was back on the goals list in 2019. It yeah. didn't actually happen then uh, until a couple of years later. And, and it's actually, this one is actually kind of funny because with this goal, we're like, I think, I think, you know, 2017 comes and we're like, ah, I don't think we're going to do that. There's other options. We're just going to, you know, treat college as an expense that we'll help with. Yeah, we were not sold on 529 accounts at the time because we didn't understand them fully. Right. And so 2019, a couple of years later, we had done some reading about 529s and it was like, okay, yes, we do need to invest in a 529 account. And not only invest, but we invested with the maximum force behind it that we could. Yeah, yes. So that was one of those goals that we put on there and we actually completed. I guess I could talk about if we actually completed these. A lot of these we did complete. And mm -hmm. if you hear me say we didn't complete it, then we didn't. But if I don't say that, we probably did it yeah. for sure. Uh, the next thing we wanted to do was to do a backdoor Roth IRA. Yeah. So there's a point when you your income is too high to contribute to a Roth IRA in the traditional way. And so you have to do a backdoor Roth IRA. And so that was one of our goals. And I will say that we did not reach that goal because there are some intricacies with contributing for us that we weren't able to make it happen. Right. And then we also wanted to understand those stock units that Damien was was getting from his job and how to use those in a tax efficient way. Yeah. And then when it came to tax preparation as well, we wanted to make sure we were doing the most tax efficient things and not paying too much extra taxes. Yeah. So this is, this is two years after having gotten hit by the IRS, you know, having to pay taxes back. Yes. Okay. So whenever we sold some RSUs, the restricted stock units, we didn't pay estimated taxes throughout the year. We're learning along the way, guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't know about paying these estimated taxes. So once we filed our taxes the next year, it was like, hey, you owe us $10,000. Yeah. It was like, wait, what? We owe you what? So that's why you see on here, we wanted to understand those RSUs. But we wanted to share these goals because we want to be really transparent so you can see like it's been over time that we've been learning about this stuff. Right. We're not doing it all in one one go, and and not only that, they change the you know like you could see the the college savings 
was present, it was absent, then it was present again, and then we completed it. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's evidence of learning. That's evidence of changing, mm-hmm. of making that mental model that, you know, helps shape your path forward, helps shape your life in yeah. the future. Yeah. And even like the adding on to the mortgage, adding an extra yeah. to the mortgage that was there and then it was gone. It was like, no, we should not be doing that. Yeah. So it's just the learning and the growth over time. And a lot of course correction. Definitely. It's it's okay to to correct your course. The thing is, though, is that we keep the discussion open. It's always open. Yeah. It's on it's on our mind a lot. So yeah. So some other things we did, and this is just like over the last couple of years. So we've gone over the goals that we have from 2017 to 2019. So we wanted to share like what are some of the other specific actions that we did whenever we were making our moves forward. Yeah, and one of the things that was fresh on my mind it was it was on my mind a lot for some reason, but it. I think it was because I was adjusting to having, you know, another person in the house. It was to hire an attorney and do estate planning so that we make sure that, you know, anything we earn, all this work that we're doing in our life, it goes to the proper cause. It goes to the to the destination we intend it to. Yeah. You know, we have a a young child. Well, we have two young children now, but at the time we had one child. And if something were to happen to both of us, we wanted to to have plans in place for him to be taken care of. Right. And so we'll have to share about that experience at a later time. But that was something that was super important was just to get that done. So we took care of that. And then another big thing we wanted to focus on was our insurance. Right. Like, did we have enough insurance? Were we paying the right amount we should be paying for our insurance? Did we have the right insurance? Yeah. So we evaluated like all the different insurance, house insurance, health insurance, car insurance, and then we added on some new insurance as well. Yeah, life insurance. And then we also got umbrella insurance. Yeah. So life insurance we wanted to have because, I mean, if something happens to Damien, then I want to be able to still take care of me and and my kids. And then same thing if something happens to me. I want him to have the funds to take care of the kid so he can have a break if, you know, he's grieving and all of that. So we added life insurance and then umbrella insurance is something we added most recently, which is more of a liability insurance. If something happens at your house uh, or, you know, a car, car accident, it just gives you a larger amount of funds to tap into to cover any accidents. Right. Um, and we thought that was important because once you have so much money, that people could sue you for and try to take from, we wanted to make sure we're protected if something like that were to happen. And so there's a lot that we did in the between time before we even hired a financial planner. And we really dove into a lot of different resources to help us grow during that time. Mm-hmm. And I'll just list out a couple of those resources that we use. We've mentioned some of these before. We read The Millionaire Next Door. We read the savingforcollege.com's Complete Guide to 529 Plans. That's a book that they release each year. We read Mr. Money Mustache's blog. Damien and I also read Reddit, the personal finance forum on there. The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins, which is one of our favorite books. And then listening to podcasts and watching YouTube channels. I love Our Rich Journey, Brown Ambition, So Money, just to expose us to different topics and ideas that we may not have been thinking of. And definitely at the top of the list, even though it's the last thing I'm sharing, Investor.gov. Yeah. Like that website is absolutely amazing to educate you on investments and investment information. So those are a set of resources that we used to finally get 
to a place where we could even talk to a financial professional. But you have to do the same thing, you as the listener. You have to do it for your your life situation, your personal finance situation. And um, there's a set of pra- practical steps to find a, a, a financial planner or, or other financial professional. And uh, let's let's run through those real quick. Yeah, and these are really some things you can think about before you start working with a financial planner. And so you're prepared to work with a financial planner. And, and also for you to determine what type of financial professional you need to be working with. Right, there's different kinds. So the main thing is you need to get familiar with your money in your situation. Mm-hmm. And one of the first questions, so there are 10 questions we're going to go through of what you can ask yourself to get familiar. So number one, do you know how much money you earn each month and each year? So you need to know your income. You need to know how much money do you have coming in? That's just basic thing. You should definitely know that. And then number two, do you know how much money is being spent each month? So once you know your income that's coming in, where is that money going? How much of it are you spending and what are you spending it on? Right. Do you have any left over at the end of the month or are you spending all of the money that comes in and more? Like, right. are you putting things onto a credit card or are going into debt in some, some particular way? And the next one dovetails from the previous one. It's, do I know how much money I'm contributing to retirement each month? So you're spending money that you earn. Whereas you could be using some of that money that you earn to pay yourself in retirement. Yeah, definitely. And going along with paying yourself in retirement, what are your goals for retirement? But not just what are your goals for retirement, but what are your goals for your life now as well? Right. Because if you want to start making a plan for your money, you have to start thinking about, well, what do I want to do? Do I want to travel once a year? Do I want to travel twice a year? Do I want to eat out three times a week? Like, what is it that you value and how can you make a plan with your money so that your money goes towards those values? Mm -hmm. And there's that time component, the, when do I want to retire? That looming, that looming question. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to know. It's hard to know the answer without really getting deep and personal. Yeah. And then the next questions kind of go into some of the things that we set into place throughout our journey and some things that you might want to consider as well. Mm -hmm. So do you have adequate insurance? Yeah. House insurance, car insurance, life insurance, all of those different types of insurance. And then uh, the next one will be, do you have estate planning documents done, including guardianships if you're a parent? Because that's the big part that was hard for me when we did our estate planning was choosing, okay, well, who gets my kid if if something happens to both of us? Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that kind of slowed us down with the getting the estate planning stuff done because that's a really hard conversation to have. Yeah, it is. It is, but it's it's necessary. And, uh, and the next one that we'll talk about is the question of, do I have a plan to pay off my debts? You know, you should have a plan to pay off your debts. If you don't, you should start working on creating one. Yeah. So, and that includes all kinds of debt. Do you have credit card debt? Do you have student loans? Do you have a mortgage? And how do you want to play off those? And the question number nine actually is related to that. Do you understand all of the repayment options for the debt? Mm -hmm. Like when it comes to student loan repayment, 
there's income-based repayment plan. You could be on the just a traditional route of repaying that plan, repaying that those loans. So there's a lot of different options for how you could repay your debt. When it comes to your mortgage, you might just pay the minimum amount that's due each month, or maybe you want to pay extra towards it. So think about, do you understand what are all the different repayment options for your debt? Yeah. And then number 10 is, do I have the capacity to research this on my own? Which you probably do, but maybe you don't have the time, maybe you don't want to, and you really want to seek the help of a professional. Yeah. So this last question is really going to help lead you to who do I need to work with? Do I need to reach out to a financial coach who can help me to do all of these particular things? Do I need to reach out to a financial planner or do I want to start doing some of this on my own before I reach out to someone? Yeah. It's good to educate yourself. Even if you do reach out to a professional, Mm -hmm. it's good to know as much as you can know about this stuff. It's all confusing, but it's good to at least try and, uh, and wrap your head around it. Definitely. It's been so helpful for us to read and to learn and to watch documentaries and and just to get familiar with all these topics ourselves. So when we did meet with our financial planner, it, it was a really great meeting. We understood what he was saying through a lot of it. There wasn't a lot of confusion between yeah. us during that conversation because we had put in so much work to get to where we were, to when we were able to meet with him. And not only that, but the documents that we gave to our financial planner were just the things that we were aggregating to track our money on our own. We didn't Mm -hmm. do anything special. Yeah. It was just learning and implementing. Yeah. And not being afraid to do it. Yeah. And make mistakes and, and fix our mistakes once we make them. Yeah. And I think those are good practical steps to include as well. Like be okay with making mistakes be okay with fixing those mistakes. And the big one for me is to just take one step at a time. Right. Don't feel like you need to do everything all at once. Don't allow the overwhelm to stop you from doing anything. Right. Just to do something. If that one thing is like figuring out how much am I earning each month? Okay. Now I know I'm earning $2,000 a month. Yeah. And then you go on to the next thing. Okay. Well, where's my money going? Well, I'm spending this much on food. I'm spending this much on my housing. Start to be familiar with what's happening with your money mm-hmm. so that you can figure out a plan to to make it do what you really want it to do. Right. All right. Thank you for tuning in with us today. If you have not left us a rating in the Apple store on podcast or Google podcast, please leave us a five-star rating. And if you feel like it, leave us a written review. We love to read those. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. Join us for the next one and let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green